The next morning, I woke up when the house was still silent. It had stormed as soon as we'd gotten home, but the storm had died in the night. It wasn't usual that I woke up before my parents, or even before noon. But last night had been one unlike any other, and I couldn't fall back asleep. So I slipped into my flip-flops and thwapped out to the back porch. Princess followed me as I marched off, confident I could find my way back to the pier. But when it came into sight, it was empty. I don't know what I was expecting. Perhaps a few lingering gawkers, maybe some police tape. But the local police chief, Captain Harville, had called just around midnight to tell my mom that everything was wrapped up. The body belonged to a man who lived a few miles south of the city, and to make sure I was okay. I had insisted I was fine. The old man with the metal detector had arrived quickly and ushered me away too fast for any lasting mental images. It had all ended so quickly. It was anticlimactic. I couldn't believe I was saying it, but there it was. Finding a dead body hadn't been nearly as exciting as one would think. It wasn't a horror movie. The dead man had been a sailor. The ship had gone down a few towns over and several men had disappeared. Not all the bodies had been accounted for yet. It was unusual for a body to drift this far, they said. They hadn't been searching so far north, but because of the tides, they could continue searching for weeks. A very cut-and-dry event for me. It had all been cleaned up nicely, as horrendous as it had started out. Still, I was curious. But the pier was empty. And in the bright sun and calm waves of the early morning, it definitely didn't look the stuff of horror movies. Princess pranced happily to the end of the pier and back. For all its looks, it could have been the sight of a children's swimming lesson. A swimming lesson. A chill ran through my body involuntarily. You're insane, I thought. Dead body, no sweat. But swimming lessons, the stuff of nightmares. My inner conversation died away as I slowly became aware of a figure in the water a few yards out. And this was not a dead body. This was a very alive person, a young man. I watched curiously as the boy swam, his dark head ducking under the water every so often as he stroked. The water made his tan skin shine brilliantly. It was unusual to see someone swimming so diligently along in the ocean. I'd always associated the beach with kids splashing and teenage girls giggling in bikini tops. And, of course now, dead bodies, too. I wondered if that boy knew what had been in that water just last night. Princess whined at me and I shushed her so as not to draw attention from the swimmer. I was mesmerized, watching him as his rigid arms sliced through the waves. In the distance, he stopped to rub his eyes and shake his head like a wet dog before starting up again. It was like magic to me, the way he flew through the waves, bobbing with them, but stronger than them, so opposite of that bloated body with the soggy clothes. I had imagined glimpsing a pale face, but in retrospect, I knew my imagination had created it. The body had been too far out to make out its features. In the distance, the living boy reversed direction and came back toward us. I snapped myself out of whatever reverie was coming and pulled Princess back to the beach. I didn't want to disturb the seriousness about the ocean at this time of morning or explain to a stranger why I was watching him swim. That was stalker material.